A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, we've got reviews. Yay. Wee, wee, wee. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for leaving these. It makes us so happy. We love reading them. Um, if you aren't aware, if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it. It could be a bad review, but as long as it's five stars, we'll read it on air. Uh, here we go. This Speak- first speaking of. From- <laughs> <laughs> This first one comes from 83AB, and it's entitled Like. It says, if I wow. played a drinking game about how many times you guys say like, I'd have alcohol poisoning within the first 10 minutes. Otherwise, very informative. I Thank did not so know. Okay, bitch. I didn't know that my mom <laughs> listened to this. I really didn't Whoa. know my mom was checking in. You know, my, my mom has told me this my whole life, and... um. If, you, if it bothers you, I do have a video compilation of every time I've ever said like on stage doing stand-up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'll send so it straight funny. to you. Oh, my God. We should, up, we should upload that to the page. I mean, thank you for the five stars. But since you've opened the floor, because this is we are allowed to rebuke. And, like, fuck off. Like, honestly, <laughs> vocal police me more, bitch. Like is our modern-day um. We all grew up watching Clueless. Who cares? We're in California. We're in California. We're allowed. And also, here's a reminder. All your podcasts who are on these major networks where they barely make any of their money because they're just hosting puppet sheeple, all their likes get edited out. And I'm not going to do that when I edit the podcast. So they're saying like to, they're just getting edited out. So if you want to volunteer as an editor, uh, come on down. 
We still love you. We still love we you. We love you for reviewing. And also, I Thank have you for reviewing. I have been so for cinema astrology. I've had to take out the likes, and it's made me a lot more like aware. And I've now replaced likes with so. Um, so that's my new like. Just a heads up for anyone. So the next oh. review is titled "So." So I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I I will watch the likes. I am born and raised in Southern California, and I do. I've started to text like because sometimes I actually do want it to kind of like to connote a informal way of speaking and note that I am saying it conversationally. So even in my text or Instagram posts, I will say like a thing. I just don't even notice it, but I understand that it's annoying for people. And it probably brings up a lot of other, you know, internalized feelings about, uh, class and misogyny <laughs> so on and so forth well, so i understand that we were taught we are taught that we are not meant to do it and i'm sure it's just annoying not to read too deep into it we're I'm, annoying I'm, sorry we I'm are also annoying. a public speaker so i need the you know i need the note so thank you and also yes. i think for thank our you. podcast like, too, we, thank you we don't <laughs> We don't script anything. I don't know if people know that about us, but like I'm sure people know that. <laughs> <laughs> from the bleeps. So I feel like there's a lot more pausing and liking when you're trying to. Th- we're thinking on the spot a little bit here. So again, I'm being defensive, Cancer Mars. We will work on the likes. Love you like a sis. Thank you. Next one so up. Much. Thanking the stars for you all from Rice Carb. Hi, Rice Carb. We know Rice Carb. Hello from your fellow Carb Queen Rice Carb. Hello. I'm in the Carb Dynasty. I have been listening for a couple of years now. Found you on a Refinery29 article. Amazing. And this podcast continues to teach me so much about astrology. Not only informative, but the hosts are hilarious and relatable. I would also like to know about dumplings and mac and cheese fest. The real reason I'm writing this review is to plug their chart readings that are delivered as a mini podcast. I got mine yesterday, and I wish I filmed myself watching it because I was constantly picking my jaw up off the floor. I love it so much, and will listen again and again and again. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us, XX. Well, thank you. I'm so happy you enjoyed our readings. You know, while we're Yay. plugging, since you're, you took your time to do this, you can email us, what's your sign podcast at Gmail. You fill out a little form, and we basically do a 20-ish to 30-ish minute podcast about your chart. So all those people who are like, read me, drag me, uh, we will do that at a commissioned rate for you, and it's a treasure to have for life. So thank you, Rice Carb, for for elevating that thank you in the world and um yes love you car baby thank Carbs you forever. uh your next review comes from lip gloss fiend and it's called <laughs> stay killing it hey hotties i love the pod and i just wanted to say that i always listen to the cusp episode as if it's one of my favorite oh albums. wow <laughs> i'm a scorpio sagittarius cusp and i finally feel heard lol love you girls lot smiley face lip gloss Damn. fiend i love controversial it. uh and i love it only as of a scor- nothing less from uh, the cusp of revolution right the scorpio sag cusp would dig into the controversiality <laughs> of the cusp love i absolutely love it love it here for it um next review comes from user mrs x it says where's my fangirl review uh i wrote an entire ode to lisa it's a wall oh love y'all aries aries sag sag i can i felt it in my heart i i felt it in my heart that's where it went 
As soon as I saw Aries Sag, 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 I was like, oh no, when it's gone, it's gone. The, the <laughs> ship has sailed. You're not rewriting but that one. <laughs> the fact that you took the time, it is the thought that counts. I'm sorry. I'm sure it was hilarious and fantastic. Uh, user Mrs. X, I'm sorry that it is gone, but no. Yes, we, we feel you and we appreciate the effort. Cute. You know my 12th house felt it in my heart, regardless Aww. of where it went. Aww. Love it. Next up is from May Hannigan. Cute. All I can say is thank you with the double pink heart emoji. Hey, Julia, Stevie, and Lisa, a longtime listener, first review ever. Glad glad up to give it to yins <laughs> okay if i could give you guys a million stars i would but that is not how this works so five will have to do as a lifelong lover of all things astrology slash spiritual but new student you have created an amazingly entertaining educational above all safe atmosphere for people to learn and connect to others through astrology this taurus sun cancer moon and rising cannot thank you enough for this podcast as well as the other content you talented women share across social media especially during these times of crisis across our country i'm glad to support small Oh, small, smart, funny, and spiritual women find a find a way for us to live in a world of peace and understanding. Keep doing what you're doing, and if you all ever find yourselves in Steel City, cross fingers crossed for a live taping of WYS. Hit me up, and I'll make sure you you have a great time, or at the very least, great food. Good vibes only. May H. Thanks, May H. All right, we're May. Ta- I mean, again, everyone that offers to like hang out with us or you know take us to food, we. Will- well, when the world allows, we will probably do that. We'll so take just, you up. Just oh, a heads, just a heads I can't wait. Up. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait. You're next. Steel City, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Um, next review comes from Marley Grasser, and it's called Love the Pod. This podcast has been a nice distraction from all the negative stuff we see in the media right now. But at the same time, current issues are still addressed, discussed, while tying in astrology. It's a very nice balance, and I love how strongly you guys feel about social justice. I'm an Aquarius sun, Gemini moon, and a sad rising, so I'm a hot mess at all times who loves <laughs> activism and the arts, lol. I'm not sure if you guys still read five-star reviews on the pod, and if you do, I'd like to plug a petition that could use more support. If you Google Justice for Dustin Hunt, it should pop right up, or the petition is linked in my Instagram bio at babygmarley, that's B-A-B-Y-G-M-A-R-L-E-E. My friend Dustin was an unarmed, nonviolent black 21-year-old who was murdered by his girlfriend's racist white dad on 2-25-2019 in Everett, Washington, and his murderer still hasn't been arrested or charged. The change.org petition has all the information surrounding Dustin's murder, and I'm trying to raise more awareness. Thanks for the really informative podcast. Y'all are really knowledgeable on astrology, and I love the comedic spin on it. Star emoji. Butterfly, black heart, and flower emoji. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to hear about your friend. I'm gonna post the swipe up link. Like I have the link open. I'm posting it now before and I'll hopefully remember and post when this intro gets posted, but I'm putting it up today just so it doesn't get forgotten about. So I will definitely post a swipe up link in our story for justice for Dustin Hunt. So thank you for sharing that. I mean, this is fucking awful. So of course we will share this. If you if you miss it in our links, um, just a heads up: Dustin is spelled D-U-S-T-Y-N. Yes, if you Google sorry. Justice, Justice for Dustin. It comes up if you Google it any other way too. But just so you're, if you're wondering, oh, did I do the right one? Just mm-hmm. a heads up: D-U-S-T-Y-N. Justice mm-hmm. for Dustin, and we, yeah, so sorry. Thank you for sharing this on there. We want to absolutely get draw some attention to this, um, and thank you guys for sharing 
things in these uh, reviews as well. This is absolutely what we had in mind when we wanted to do something like this too. So uh, if you have something that you want to bring awareness to and you want us to share, please pop it in there. Um, you know, we, we, you can we also update your, you can update your reviews too. Mm -hmm. If there's like new things and links that you want to bring up to the top to our attention. So you can edit an old review. Now that I'm like, again, like if you, if you, if there's something you really want us to know and get out there, like, please do that or message or just message us and DM yeah, us. Message message us. us we we love sharing stuff. Like, please, please message us. Yes. It's you like the us, least we can do, do so with our platform of like people that look at stuff. So yeah. You, you guys give us this platform and we want to make sure that we are using it for the most good and and bringing the most justice and, and love in the world possible. And it's because of you guys that we can do that. So please, if you have things that you want to share with us, please do. Um, thank you so much for these reviews. Uh, truly, it makes us feel so good. We love reading them. If you haven't left one, consider it. It makes us feel so nice and uh it also helps other people find us and so we can keep doing this work and keep having a platform where we can share uh you know share and learn and grow together so thank you guys again you make this possible for us please enjoy this week's episode Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chanu. And today we are joined by a very special guest. I have to read uh, the bio that's from the Queer Astrology Conference because it's my favorite bio maybe ever. Um, an interstellar traveler and professional enthusiast come to Earth to enjoy music, body, and plants. Please welcome <laughs> our very special guest, Mars Zach Gradiva. Did I do it? Perfect. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, You're thanks so for welcome. joining us. We, I got to, okay, so this was my first conference, the Queer Astrology Conference. And here's, I loved it, but also it is so tiring to be like learning for like nine hours. I, I'm just impressed for anyone that like consistently went and went to lectures like i'm so happy they're being recorded and that i can watch them later because i don't know if i'm just like an old millennial but like i was just like oh i'm zonked from sitting on my comp all day <laughs> like i'm just impressed anyone that had the stamina to like just keep going like even conferences in real life or online just seems like a lot it was cool though yeah it was my first conference also i i think maybe the learning level would feel different in person but i I, I have Mars and Gemini, so I, like, watched all of the lectures at once oh. for, like, several moments at a time oh. and didn't really try to, like, learn anything in particular. But I wanted to, like, <laughs> know what people were going to be talking about in the lounge because mm -hmm. that's what I was interested in, just, like, chatting to folks because I knew I could just have the recordings after. So, so I was more interested in because there's a lot of really there's folks from all over the world. 
yeah. who were there. And in the lounge, there was like people from. Well, all that's the, time. the that's the reason to go to things like that. Even though this one was you know virtual, but I think that's one of the main benefits of conferences and conventions and things like that is you get to actually talk to the other people and you know there's Mm -hmm. no way you could possibly absorb all of that a weekend's worth of information all the way but you can converse and get to know people that you wouldn't have access to normally and talk about have discussions about those topics and everything so i mean i think it sounds like you did it right (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and the discord was a gem too i feel like that's the new app that's the app of 2020 it's just so nice to be like okay i'm coming in this specific space to talk about this specific stuff and just like if i like missed whatever happened or drama i was just like okay i'm just gonna like i just felt like like a nosy parent like finding their kid's journal being like ooh, look at everybody's talking (laughs) about like they seem to be kicking it off (laughs) (laughs) it is good gossipy not gossipy but i like that you can go back and read the conversations like a courtroom stenographer (laughs) (laughs) i am not a fan of discord in any way no I get so much anxiety seeing how much I've missed that I just turn it off. Mm. It's like, oh, like, I wish it wouldn't even say how many messages you've missed or whatever, because I'm like, I see 130 and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to talk to these people that much. (laughs) Like, even with like group texts, like sometimes I get up because I work, like I can't have my phone. And if I see 78, I just tap it and then like put my phone away. I mean, there's I a, do the same thing. Yeah, there's a certain <laughs> there's a certain number. If I see a fresh 30, I'm like, okay, I can this I can navigate. But if we're getting into the near nearing the hundred, it's you just have to be like, I'll probably hear this information later on. And if it comes but that's why I like Discord because it's not blowing up my text. It's like its own separate texting mm. entity. The mm. servers. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I do I do like Discord for those reasons. I mean, I I just don't like I'm realizing how much I hate phones. <laughs> like, <laughs> which what a terrible time to be alive and hate being on your cell phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that I totally relate to the 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 I've never needed to be in a group chat ever. It's nothing but stress for me. Um I mean I do like I like being in the group chat once when I'm there, but it is yeah. all the time. I I just like I love throwing my phone somewhere and not looking at it forever. And I I feel bad for like the ones because you know there there'll be I'll I guess I'll throw out a name because I don't think he'll be offended. But like <laughs> you know I'll have like forty eight from a group chat with eight people and then like one from Brian Sunaloth and that makes it forty nine <laughs> and like Brian never gets answered either. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, like I feel bad for those people who are just like how are you or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Sorry, you're a casualty of the yeah. The you just got test. like you got you got <laughs> tossed away with the bathwater. I love it, Mars. How is your quarantine? I mean, I guess we're not. I don't know. Are we still calling it quarantine now? Now this know. portion. It's- I don't know. I don't know. Is it? People are doing pretty regular things. Yeah, it feels, it feels like we've entered into post quarantine uh, like life, but we're not regular yet. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was like, I was tripping, and um, I lived in a place where there was a a printer, so I printed off, like, all the ephemerises as possible, and I was watching all the transits, so I could, like, keep up with what the planets were doing, and so I was, like, really paying attention onto that, and it was, like, simultaneously enlightening, and also, like, kind of, like, some sometimes... 
I, I'll admit, like, I'm a professional astrologer, but sometimes, like, I don't want to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you, wait, wait, did you say you were tripping, like, literally tripping or, like, freaking out tripping or, like, psychedelically tripping? Not, like, on drugs. Oh, okay. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, like, tripping Unless- because. Right. Unless you count astrology as a drug, you know, and then <laughs> getting high on your own supply. I'm just imagining like drinking <laughs> some mushroom tea and being like, oh, I have a printer. I'm going to like. <laughs> <laughs> what if I printed this? <laughs> well, no, you, just, you lived the life of the like strings, the detective strings on the wall. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, true. It's true. When oh. you know astrology, it's fucking. It's a conspiracy theory of the spiritual world. <laughs> it is. It totally is. That's such a good way of putting it. I'm not surprised that you printed it up because you do such a great visual representation of things too on your website, the animations, and even just like the the zodiac wheel as clock um, mm-hmm. kinds of things. I thought was really. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to save this and and share this with people. So when they're asking me about things. It was a really good breakdown and even just your chart of I like screen capped the, you know, how long each planet takes to move. It's just good to see those things organized that way. So I mm. I'm not surprised you're a printer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think that's the Capricorn. That's I, the- hey, I'm a cat moon, I, so I'm here for it. Are you are you really? Mm-hmm. What's everybody's what's everybody's business? <laughs> business are we going top are we going to i was gonna say top three the big big three roll call your top three i'm i'm libra rising sag sun cat moon i like the idea of top three too and then if you have any uh nominated top three placements or my runner (laughs) my my runners up that do ruin my life are my scorpio mars and scorpio mercury um (laughs) (laughs) the runners up Yes, Miss Congeniality. <laughs> <laughs> they always sneak their way in. Uh, Almost made it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they are not getting over it. Um, yeah, <laughs> not that Scorpio Mars. will truly never forget. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your top three. <laughs> it's uh, very Scorpio Mars, actually. <laughs> I'm a Taurus. <laughs> I'm a Taurus Sun, Aries uh-huh. Moon, Cancer Rising. Uh, top nominated, like why didn't you mention me? Would probably be having an eleventh house stellium. While I, I just feel like that is the one I just. I feel like that's like the one I want people to know about. I'm like, this is just so you have this information. This is influencing yeah. a lot of what's going on here. And yeah. then also like Cancer Mars too can't, but Mars has to like pop. Hey Mars, like, but like no, but like Mars, like I feel like finds a way, or I, I feel like Mars has just been really on the tip of the tongue lately as well with this Aries Mars act and just, and everyone just being fired the fuck up. So that's my story. That is my song. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm guess. Just kidding. <laughs> the worst person. I don't, don't feel bad if you've done that to me. Um. I'm <laughs> Taurus rising, Cancer Moon, Taurus Sun, and um, Mars and Aquarius, Venus and Gemini. Mm-hmm. The air, baby, the air is here, making nice. making herself know. <laughs> nice. I like this idea of like a, an astrology pageant. 
Ooh. <laughs> like name your name your top three and what else that's it, it feels very not or like game show where we're like and here's what else anything anything else we should know about you <laughs> i like because i was thinking about when you were like just just so you know <laughs> makes sense because yeah. I, I was thinking about some things in my chart because i i'm like a, a capricorn rising with scorpio sun and sagittarius moon so i could be kind of serious with maybe some self-righteousness on the inside but i also like i regularly am like oh well i have mars and gemini that this is why mm-hmm. I, I want to <laughs> ask like, you a question about your sad moon Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. read? Do you read comments of articles? Comments of articles? Yeah, like yeah. my boyfriend reads all the comments on something that he knows will make him mad, like a Trump article. He'll like read all of the comments, and I'm like, why do you do that? Um, no, I mean, I feel like I should maybe because I have like <laughs> Mars totally opposite the Moon and Lilith conjunct the Moon. Maybe I should be a little bit more of an like agro junkie (laughs) (laughs) i'm like pretty i i i think i maybe have like i get myself upset about my own shit enough that i'd like but when it comes to that kind of like trump or like reading comments and stuff like i've just had to go this way with the internet because because with capricorn rising that means i have third house Pisces so like third house is like your community mm-hmm. and Pisces is like very absorbent mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. and so I am impressionable I find myself <laughs> the same way Whoa. I was thinking Whoa. my boyfriend's crazy for doing that but I thought it was a Sag Moon trait I had Sag Moon questions because I'm my family's all Sag Moon people and I don't know mm. I was just I, I was I guess it was just like a general speak on it, Sag Moon stuff. But I'm just curious of like, if yeah, if there's any, I guess takes on the Sag Moons because uh, I don't. I mean, I have an Aries Moon, and I don't know why. Like, I feel like so emotionally different from them, even though like it's like Fire Moons, Fire Moons. It's like Aries and Sages are like they're fire signs, but they're very. I find them like very different in a lot of ways, or at least maybe in an emotionally processing way. So I just don't know if you have any like Sag Moon truth bombs to drop on us all <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like okay so i imagine that the thing that makes sense the most to me is to like put it in actual elemental form to like understand the differences so like um aries is so we're talking about fire signs right so mm-hmm. aries is like the spark of a fire or if you're looking at a campfire this yeah let's think about campfires mm-hmm. so aries is like the flicker of the flames or the spark at the beginning right mm-hmm. and then leo is like the heat of the campfire as it's like maintaining the heat the body of heat mm-hmm. and then sagittarius is like the journey through the wood that the fire is taking whoa mm. <laughs> Damn. Or like when you stick the s'more in and the s'more catches fire too. That's a fear kiss. I like to picture that Julia Sagittarius ass makes the whole s'more and sticks it in the fire, not just the marshmallow. Yeah, the- <laughs> it's, I mean, why not? That sounds that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Mar- yeah, for like that's just to answer your question, a Sag Moon is so Mars is like kind of like impulsive. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, 
Aries moon is more like it'll just be like a flash of like this is my feeling mm-hmm. maybe more like resonance of your feeling but Sagittarius is like mutable and so it's it's like on it's like getting pushed by all the things on the inside it wants to expand constantly like well I laugh really loudly and I really attribute that to being a person who is a Sag moon like it's something that just wants to like explode out of the inside it's like laughter is emotional right mm-hmm. like your in- inner lunatic that was like a great <laughs> Wayne Wayne Stewart or something I can't remember sorry his last name he's one of my favorite astrologers but I'm really bad memory with names but he's that like inner inner lunatic that's like your moon sign coming out so when you're really <laughs> emotional you're like being your inner luna your inner moon right so it's like sag moon it kind of wants to like ex- it can be more like long-term explosive but with aries moon it's more like i exploded now mm-hmm. but depends on what your sun sign would be so like someone would have like what what was your sun again oh like, i'm sure i think i'm cancerizing taurus sun yeah Taurus rising would be really easy stabilizing for us for an Aries moon as well. They're like very compatible. Oh, Lisa. Another, yeah. (laughs) I think too, it's like the, you know, I'm Sag Sun, Sag Stellium too. And I think that it's like it can go either way where it can go into like you turn it into, you turn that like, uh, explosiveness or something into humor or into something different or you can use that like anger and spite and self-righteousness and in and like turn it to anything else like Mm. everywhere else anything can be a thing that can catch fire like I can get mad about the like I can be not mad about anything or I can be mad about everything and I can find exactly how it all connects to this thing that I'm mad about and it just can grow out, like mm-hmm. just keep growing and growing and growing and growing as opposed to I think that Aries moon feeling is is that it's like intense right away. But then mm-hmm. it's also like, you know, when you let a baby cry, a baby doesn't remember why they were crying once the need is met. Mm-hmm. It's just they're just like, oh, I just needed to get it. I just needed my needs met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. My, I'm just thinking like my Sag moon mom called me today was just like went from like discovering what karens are to like just like to like to like her neighbor is not social like it was like a like a it was like a weaving thought process and then it like ended with like and i miss you and then like bye i gotta go like look for your package and it was like i'm like were you like we ranged motions like we went from like she started the combo sad and then we went back to happy and then we went back to sad and then we went back to love it was like i'm just like it's so I, I got I guess my emotions are more quick or like direct because it's just like fuck this mm. and it's it was like a watching this wandering performance of like what is making me upset I don't even know am I upset I'll find out soon I so, think it's like the centaur part too you know sometimes like the legs just run away <laughs> without the body does that make true. sense yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. As astrology people are like, yes, it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. we got that joke. What <laughs> I say that all the time, where I'm like, sometimes, sometimes I'll stop talking and I'll be like, I really thought my, I like started this and I thought my brain was going to catch up and it just didn't. Um, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize that we're here. I did not have something to finish. This was not a thought out thing. <laughs> so Mars, I I love knowing this about like 
all astrology people, but where, where, what was your astrology origin story? Like, what was this like always like since kid noticed it? Or like, yeah, I guess like where, how did this happen? How are we an astrologer? Um, so I have a, so, so in the beginning, like astrology was like, you know, something vague is going to happen to you today. I had like no idea really what it was <laughs> until around the age of 18 and I got into a car accident and oh. got a brain injury. Oh. And so oh. for a while I struggled. It was very difficult for me to be able to think and talk or speak and think at the same time. Or no, that's the same thing. <laughs> I know what you but I know what you're saying <laughs> but, like yeah. think and do stuff at the same time. It was like yeah. either one one or the other. So think and listen or think and talk. Mm-hmm. I could choose choose amongst the three. So um, that was like kind of functionally a mute for a little while. And, and I would uh, started memorizing people's signs. But I started doing it because I, I had just moved to a small town like right before this happened. And, and so I was just hanging out at this coffee shop at the small town where a lot of the weirdo people are <laughs> the people who drink a lot of coffee too young, you know? pure weirdos uh, there's, a, there's, always, there's a coffee shop like that i think in all small towns oh, yeah. company yeah. you know we're all at the coffee shop yeah <laughs> and um i had a crush on one of the baristas and um she was really cool and i i don't know if she was straight or not but there was like elements of that like are, are you straight or not and I, I'm really gay and and so I, <laughs> I lead, like most queer people do into into the bible into astrology into being <laughs> are you you're a Leo okay so are we compatible mm-hmm. and so I that, that was actually really my introduction to being like kind of looking on the internet and seeing if I was compatible with this person and then kind of wow this is really interesting mm. I'm a Scorpio sex sex and death yes that is me oh my god <laughs> i'm very flattered and um, from there is this kind of i just actually just started to memorize people's signs this is more of the functional thing i would memorize people's mostly sun signs and chinese zodiac signs mm-hmm. and i'm a very visual thinker i'm a musician and um i just kind of stumbled across um the image of a uh, of the zodiac in, in my sister's like coffee table like Scorpio book, like just all the pop astrology stuff mm-hmm. in this book, but it had like a picture of the zodiac, and it was the first time I had, I had seen it as as a wheel, as, as a clock, right? Mm-hmm. And there, that is the birth of of what you see kind of on on the website. I just memorized the zodiac and just tried to memorize all the different how things fit together and built it as a system in my mind. So I had like basically all the stuff. That I uh, books that I've written and the things that you see on the website planned already before I wrote them down, and then that was like the intention of the mental exercise is to like have it as a as a uh, almost like a backup memory function, you know, just to be like, oh, I can just I know this reference right away. It's like a similar thing. It's like a, I'm very familiar with doing this as a musician, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. it's like an interesting shorthand or language that you can read with other musicians or other astrologers. Also, mm-hmm. classic Scorpio that 
long story short of like so near death experience and also wanting to get laid by from a coffee shop. <laughs> too, too, <laughs> long like, <laughs> too long didn't read. Too long didn't read. Nearly died. Brain damage. Wanting to fuck. Uh, for, <laughs> not to dis- Not to like undermine. I just like. I just. This is like. I love the layers of all that because it is. I mean, that's all like rooted in life, right? Which is like what astrology is trying and, and helps us navigate or can drive us a little off the walls as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah. is such an interesting way of hearing, you know, even though it is very, you know, obviously sex and death, uh, more like cliche Scorpio terms, but it is this idea of uh, kind of doing that investigating or that observing that kind of detective work. And it also is like getting to know someone, too. And I think it really highlights all of the. Um, even the like Capricorn organization of it too, of kind of like coming at it from a more professional, uh, boundaried kind of place and, and all of that kind of measure. I just, it's, it's, I feel like the more you learn about it, the more you can see really literal manifestations of the things that the signs and, um, planets and houses represent. And then when you're just learning it, it's kind of these more thematic things but then you see something when you're learning more and you're like oh that's literally that oh a literal near-death experience like oh how interesting like i don't know astrology is a trip (laughs) yeah it is really a trip i mean like you asked me about the quarantine and and this is like i i mean we're supposed to be jokey maybe i love joking i want to keep it on jokey be serious too we'll do all of it we do both okay so you all probably know this information, and and I could be a little bit loosey on it because I'm sad, saggy as well. So, but like that that whole like Pluto Saturn conjunction that everybody was like all up about. Okay, so that thing happened like between like January seventh and twelfth was like the climax. On the on the date of January twelfth was like the day that COVID was sequenced. So it's like, oh well, I mean, like I, people I, yeah. Like, for years i looked mm-hmm. up a bunch of other pandemics too that have all happened in jupiter pluto conjunctions and it's just like obviously i'm not going to be a person that's like every time this is in the sky we're gonna people are gonna get sick but like we can think of those things as ideas that spread very quickly as well it doesn't have to be illness but like you know, viral videos, things like that, that we see where it's like everyone in the world has seen the evolution of dance or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't always have to be, you know, gloom and doom, but those things are real. Like, whether whether we can interpret them as like, oh, this coronavirus is going to be a big deal or not, that's kind of up to us. I mean, too, like, I think, yeah, like, is it going to be like signature every time? Probably not. But also, am I going to be aware of this uh, conjunction every yeah. time? If sure as fuck, yes. And do you like, am I going to be like, fuck, I should probably be saving money by now. I should like have some beans on hand. Like it like it's just yeah. e- it's even in like in California. It's like, can you predict earthquake no- earthquakes? No. Do they happen a lot of the time when it's really hot out in the summer and they call it earthquake weather? Yeah, so maybe it's good. It's just these things that are, I'm a better safe than sorry kind of bitch, too. Like, so it's just good information to be, it's extra info to have and to be safe, hopefully. Okay, well, on that thought then, then, okay, so, (laughs) like, coming up, 
So, okay. so you'd mentioned up this like Mars and Aries business, which is like in pretty particular. Mars has been retrograde in Aries like this in like a long ass time, like 40 years or something. Oh. I'm not exact on the dates, but so, so Mars and Aries is an energy where like people are rioting, right? Mm-hmm. And, and protesting and people are like, it is time to be very truthful about our anger because Aries is truth. Mm-hmm. Aries is about being really truthful about your perception of reality and that is how you survive crisis and Uh, and any experience of deception or or the experience of fear is the experience of deception so mars and aries were all like we are getting raw raw there (laughs) is a lot of the deception about like we're really fucking angry and should we just tear everything to pieces but there is also like hey there's this is the truth and it's time to get really fucking real with the truth okay so that energy is leading up to in december uh Saturn and Jupiter are going to enter into Aquarius in the middle of December. And so Aquarius is like revolution is what people most classically relate this to. But the thing I like to think about with Aquarius is like distribution of resources Mm -hmm. or simply put like the water bearer. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. went over the elements for like the fire. So I'm just do it with the air just to like make the water better really quick. (laughs) So Gemini. Gemini is hands, right? So it's the the air that's closest to the earth. So it's touching all the things. It's carrying the seeds and the messages and the information. And it's moody. (laughs) And then Libra is like the shift of the air, the atmospheric pressure and the shift of the air. But Aquarius is the high winds that's carrying the clouds, the water bearer, and it's bringing resources, the rain. To mm-hmm. all, to anyone who needs it, everyone needs the rain. Wow! But the thing about like with Aquarius, it's like when when the rain and thunderstorm comes, it's like it's been hot for a while and it's been building up for a while, and the pressure has been coming for a while. And I don't know what other type of pressure to signal pressure than like all these transits have been happening and Mars and Aries, which is like, <laughs> you ready for some pressure? Constant <laughs> pressure. Yeah. Yeah. At, Thing is, after the pressure, it like the electricity rises, and you're like looking around at the other people. You're like, oh, I've been so hot for days, and I don't want to wear clothes. <laughs> I don't want to have sex, but I don't want anyone to touch me because it's too hot. And you know, it's like, <laughs> everything is pressure is building and building, and then all of a sudden, it's like electric for a couple of minutes, and you can feel it coming, and then the lightning strikes, and it's like a sudden change, and the rain hits, and then the resources are distributed so that is like kind of like with the transfer between capricorn capricorn is that pressure building up and then aquarius is like bam the storm Mm -hmm. hits so we have jupiter and saturn and the last time saturn was in aquarius was like or 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 not last time well every time saturn's in aquarius some revolutionary things happen but you know Mm -hmm. during during like the civil rights revolution yeah was Saturn in Aquarius. This mm-hmm. is what these types of things happen. And, and like Pluto, I mean, uh, Saturn and Jupiter, Jupiter is a party. <laughs> like, you cannot get away how much Jupiter is a party. The two of them entering Aquarius at the same time, this is like, this is time to radically change things, and we are going to kick it off to the beat. Whoa. I mean, it's hard to, ig- it's hard to ignore <laughs> at this point. Like, it, everything well, outside is reflecting what is happening upstairs it is just like how do you how you can't even deny it and i was thinking too i don't know what the date is but 
Taurus, uh, when Mars goes into Taurus, lining up with Uranus, too, for the first time in a hot minute. Like, it's just all, like, this, you can mm-hmm. see the story building. You can see, like, the direction that everything is going into. Well, I think it's, like, yes, absolutely. That was so beautifully put, and yeah. I love all of that, like, visual of the, the weather and I'm the chilled. kinds of air and everything. Um, <laughs> but it was you. making me think of this idea of, like okay, I guess it's the criticism of astrology maybe where it's like, okay, does that specific transit mean, would we have been able to say, hey, on this date, whenever the Pluto-Jupiter conjunction was, this is when COVID will be sequenced? No. But if we're looking at it in this context of things, it's clear to say, oh, there's a, a flashpoint of this thing. And looking forward to what these trends suggest and given the reality that we're seeing, it stands to reason that something along these lines is going to happen. Can we say exactly what that flashpoint is going to be? No, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's like taking into account both the predictive and the literal circumstances that we're in, in life. And I think that people misunderstand astrology the same way that they misunderstand how you're supposed to like use the news or use uh, research things where it's like journalists don't exist to tell you what to think. They tell you the information. And I think that astrology is similar where it's like an astrologer can never say X is going to happen on this date. They're only giving you the information about the conditions. You know what the circumstances of your life are. So you, you're the only one who could say what this Uranus transit might suggest. And you might not even know what it is, but it's that idea of like, I think people lose sight of what their responsibility is in all of these things where it's like none not not to say none of this should have been a surprise but anybody who's like oh i'm shocked at the you know the intensity of the black lives matter movement right now it's like well then you are you were you were reading things expecting them to tell you exactly what it is instead of looking around and gathering the data that's clearly available to you in just observing your life somewhere in the middle there is where we find out how to use the context that is being given to us without being like, you know, like you said too, it, you, sometimes you don't want to know because it, there kind of isn't a point to knowing. You can't know exactly what it is. You just have to know, you know, how to prepare as best you can for what might be happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the point yeah. for me too becomes like, um, knowing that it will pass. Like mm-hmm. for me, that's all because I have a tendency to really look at the negative and really like, I don't have a lot of mutable in my chart. So anytime I see like something with Uranus, I'm like, Oh, it's change. And I can't really, I'm not really good at that. Or, you know, I like instinctively just like, (laughs) I can't do it, you know? And so I have to constantly remind myself like, Oh yeah, it moves. Like it all moves. It's just going to keep moving. Like it's happened before. It'll happen again. It's just going to keep going. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, even what you said, Julia, too, of like, um, where, like, where have you been if you're not noticing the Black Lives Matter movement? This has been happening for some time, but maybe it is the conditions of now that make is opening people to see it for the first sure. time. So it, I mean, what can can any can we say anything for certain? In fact, like technically, yeah. scientific methodly, I guess no, but also like Jesus, like it's it's really like truly lining up 
in so many ways, but it's, it has been this building story because these are all cycles that have happened before and they've led up to this next cycle that are going into the next and we're just uh, living and experiencing it. Well, because you need a mix of both. I think it's, mm-hmm. that's what I mean where it's also this idea. I was thinking about my friend. I was ta- had a, like a long political discussion with a couple of girlfriends on a way – on our way, we were in a drive. So we did one of those, you know, long, expansive conversations. I remember her saying like, well, you read one thing and it says this thing and you read this thing and it says that thing. So I don't know what to think. And Mm. I'm like, well, what do you mean? You think by (laughs) combining those things and finding somewhere in the middle, like you can't just read one thing and be done. That's not thinking. Or you read a third thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Then you're like, oh, well, what other things have you read? Of course, there's like different. And I just was thinking about that in, in the same way as of astrology, where these people are like, well, why didn't you tell us? It's like, because that's not how thinking works or living works. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. as if an astrologer's ever said something like there's. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, there my we go. mom called. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like as if anyone Answer. would ever take no. us seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're always exactly. like, oh, you and your little woo stuff or whatever. It's mm-hmm. not like people are like, oh, yeah, the astrologer, they said that, like they said, and we believed them. Mm-hmm. Never happens. Well, that's why all these yeah. articles are looking for no one said this this exact thing would happen. And it's like, yeah, who knew? No astrologer knew the term coronavirus 19. No scientist. You know, or like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and also, I mean, I feel like this really touches on a thing that feels like such a like a a, a big to my gut feeling in, in big in my gut feeling about like astrology and 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 kind of what you were bringing about like they're never going to believe us. They don't believe us, so why the fuck mm-hmm. we, we can say whatever we want and it's not going to matter. But there's a lot of people who are like, I wonder what's going to happen. Like me myself, I was like, something's going to happen that's either like the end of you know, global colonialism or, like, it's going to be the beginning of global fascism, like, one way or the other. That's just my mm-hmm. idea for the transits. But then, really, what, the thing that I think about with astrology that was, like, referencing that gut feeling of, like, the Earth is literally the center of the zodiac. Mm-hmm. It's all about looking at something from a, a perspective of a subjective experience. You are the center of your natal chart. Like that is the whole point of the houses and, <laughs> and how you find your ascendant. This is how you find your natal chart is knowing where the exact place that you were born. Mm-hmm. And that place and time that you were born is specific to your temp- subjective, temporal, and spatial experience. And that is the whole point of astrology the whole point is is for people to develop critical thinking and and hone their own subjective experience of themselves and other people so they're never going to believe us because that is like the antithesis mm-hmm. <laughs> no self is the antithesis <laughs> to, to the whole colonial sexist patriarchal white supremacist transnational military project like the whole imperial project does not want anybody to know know themselves and but astrology is like hey would you like to know way more about yourself and you are willing to admit <laughs> yes well did you see no, go ahead i was just saying did you see so, i think it was like a tiktok but someone did um, a thing where a guy, it was this guy and he asked a question. He was like, if I say, um, okay, you had an 11 a.m. meeting and it's been moved forward two hours, 
do you think it's now been moved forward to 9 a.m. or do you think it's been moved to 1 p.m.? And depending on that, it's like how your brain thinks about you in relationship to time. So one of them sees time as like a you you are the thing that's moving forward. And another one is one where you are stationary and time Whoa. moves this way. But it's even wow. those ideas about things where we... Wait, time... what's everyone's answer? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I fully disagree with this. If something gets pushed forward, it gets pushed forward two hours. If something but... gets pushed back, it gets pushed back Well, that's hours. that's how I feel, too. Okay, so we're all at 11 o'clock, right? Is this what we're yes. saying? Yes, or earlier. Like one... or... Wait, you're at earlier? You Wait, push forward. The meeting's been pushed forward to 9 a.m. See, I'm at no... Yeah, push I'm forward opposite. is one o'clock. Push back would be nine a.m. Yeah, but the, what time was the meeting starting? <laughs> starts at eleven. See, this is my thing. Okay, if like, it starts no, at eleven, if it was pushed back, then it would be pushed back to one p.m. If it's pushed forward, we're moving it forward. We're moving it up to nine a.m. I know, but that's time moving to you as opposed oh, to I'm you moving now. to time. Fuck, bitch. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> I, like, this guy, wow. I, he's, he says it more, but it I, more just made me wow. think of even something like time, which is objective, can still be subjective in your relationship to like how we conceive of where we are in relationship to time. So it's all of these Sick. things where in, you know, it's a cliche where it's like the more specific you get, the more universal, but the more specific you get, it's the more you realize everybody's experience of anything can be deeply personal and almost nothing is objective. Yeah, time is really one of the most intimate experiences of all. Like if you really think about like how children experience a minute. Uh, yeah, like, that's real personal to you. But also, like, imagine like you're waiting for the best. That is five minutes. That is a whole hour. Or, or you kiss somebody. That's three seconds. That is two lifetimes. You know, like time <laughs> is very intimate. Wait, Most- Mars, you didn't say which one you move forward or back. Okay, so what was the question? <laughs> it's like okay, if it's moved, it's moved forward. The meeting is at eleven. It's moved forward two hours. What it's time at do you show up? It's at 9 a.m. Okay. Okay. The, I, so yeah. what, is, what does that mean? Is I'm moving through time or time? No, it's time. Like time moves. I think it's the one where it's not you moving. That makes sense for my experience of time. I think that where? makes a lot of sense because I feel like older than molecules. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like my friend kind of put it to me appropriately the other day, like, old enough to remember participating in the community of time. I feel like <laughs> that kind of old. Yeah. And, and so it just kind of feels like things are just still kind of happening. Sure. Like I, like, I have this neighbor who, like, I really think about his temporal experience a lot. He's older and he used to sit in the backyard, like, a lot. But he's kind of one of the people where, like, you could be saying something really intimate to your roommate. And, like, not realize that he's sitting in the backyard as well. And then you, like, look up a couple minutes later and realize that he was in your line of sight literally the entire time. And he's just, like, has, like, this total temporal experience. And so you don't spatially recognize him anymore. (laughs) That's so great. So, like, a Pisces. So he'll be at the 9 a.m. meeting. I (laughs) I love it. I think so. I'm going to ask him. I'll learn French and then I'll ask him. Oh, I think. Oh, French. I'm in Quebec. Oh, there we go. Quebec. Yeah. 
All right. We oui, we. Oui. How's how's uh, Canada doing? Are you guys doing any better than? <laughs> you guys are all in the states. Yeah, yeah we're, we're all in LA. the states. We're all okay, in LA. So, uh, Montreal is like the only intro- outlier to the rest of Canada. Canada is doing like wonderful in comparison to the states. Like I'll be oh, yeah. so yeah. well with you. Like, yeah. You getting like the shit end. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, we brought it on ourselves. Yeah, like we. No, yeah, we're getting the shit end of. We are getting the shit end of fascism. You are, you are correct in that. We also brought it on ourselves. Not us three, but you know, not us three. No, us specifically. (laughs) (laughs) Very experienceable. Yeah, yeah, but like Montreal is actually really interesting to kind of think about, like how class and racial and immigration dynamics can play play out kind of anywhere because in Montreal there is both like exceedingly rich neighborhoods. Montreal's an island. And so there's very, very, very rich neighborhoods that are almost like their own townships that are like mansions. Not McMansions, but mansions <laughs> with like houses and trees and stuff. But then in another part of the island there's like neighborhoods that are actually more population dense than the most population dense part of the Bronx and Queens. Oh. Wow. Wow. And a higher infection rate, that neighborhood, Montreal North, had a higher infection rate than the Bronx and Queens, which had the highest infection rate in New York, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so Montreal was like this like crazy outlier because of this one neighborhood where there's all of these really, really poor black and brown people, mm-hmm. which makes given all, all of the other things that you've seen with COVID. So that makes, I would want to definitely mention that without being like, oh, Canada, we're the good mm-hmm. ones, but <laughs> racist is fuck up here too. Right. Um, but I mean, just to put it bluntly, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to grow myself, hopefully, every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, as a whole state, it's not doesn't get a gold star yeah I mean, you can't like mention covid i mean i guess people do and you can but it's it's a good reminder to not mention that it's like when we talked about this recently on our patreon episode of like oh yeah like we can't not mention like it is proportionally killing brown and black people at like num like the numbers are bad they're very not good so that leads me because your your talk at the queer astro conference or was titled the zodiac as the reincarnation cycle and the forgotten history of colonialism for people that might download this or like uh, buy it you know after the fact i will post hopefully i'll get some links on this i'm not sure if the downloads are up yet but i'll find out but what is what does that mean what is this what was this talk uh what what can people expect to hear broken down from your from your talk okay so the talk was like i'll be real i'm capricorn rising with sagittarius moon so i prepared like the equivalent of maybe 10 hours worth of lecture (laughs) (laughs) and hours worth of time including tech tech so um I didn't go over all of it, but so basically, and, and it's something that I, I'm grateful for being in this conference because it's like gave me the opportunity to teach myself how to disseminate this information. Um, so my deal is, um, so so when you look back, kind of, it, it was funny. I, it was people who were like, I was listening to a podcast, True Anon, actually. It's not QAnon, just, just if you don't. <laughs> Not actually. Is it like I was scared? Debunking? Is it debunking Q? 
Uh, no, it's way better than that. Okay. It's like, it actually dives into the Epstein stuff, but it's like... Oh, yeah, you got me. Okay. All right. Really very funny and amazing people, but just one of their guests was just talking about how... And they're not like astrology woo-woo people. One of them does like astrology, but one of their guests was just like, you know, if you look into the past, like, there's no history pre-nation states. Like, we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about that. And so the kind of, like, the lecture and the thing that I would like to talk about with the world and and maybe do the lecture basically for free on YouTube after this is that, so I'm looking at the, so when, like, settlers got to, or that's not the appropriate term, when colonizers got to Turtle (laughs) Island, you know, like, there was, like, a very different perspective on life. And I feel like this this meeting of perspectives isn't as understood particularly by one side of the peoples and and what the difference of those of those perspectives imply and so like you know the first nations peoples inuit peoples of of turtle island um you know are all varied and different and distinct cultures and peoples of course but they like had a, a definitely you could note and remark upon a shared or collective experience or participation in stewardship of land and ancestry and respect for that. Which these colonizers, you know. <laughs> Not their thing. Nothing like it. They've never seen anything like it. And that is a very notable and particular thing of why. Why would they not have this particular knowledge? Because it would... Because it kind of doesn't make sense. Like there's this, it feels like there's this break in history. And so the thing that I was doing in my lecture is I basically go over the Adam and Eve story as like kind of a retelling of the Neolithic revolution or the Neolithic period. So Neolithic period is like, you know, sciencey people who are very secular will reference it as like the beginning of consciousness. (laughs) You know, it's like, beginning of evolved consciousness and basically they're referencing like modern agriculture or like you know monocropping and grain mm-hmm. storage and a particular type of animal husbandry the type of animal husbandry which has evolved into what we see i you know i look at that and and so one of the very particular things about this change in time which i think is a wonderful detail which reveals a lot especially when said straight, which is that people went from having a, a diet with like a variety of thousands of different plants and animal protein sources and fruits and vegetables, you know, thousands upon thousands of, of, of a variety, a huge variety, to during the Neolithic period, it really slimmed down to just what you're getting from harvested crops. To me, that suggests maybe some hoarding of land. Oh. So anyway, so like... With the Adam and Eve story, though, it's kind of like, you know, God creates Adam and Lilith. That, to me, I I could tell it to you in a nutshell if you want. Yeah, please. You know, God creates Adam and Lilith, and so, like, that's, like, I think that's referencing a creator deity. You know, God creates Adam and, and, or man and woman, or, like, seed bearer and womb bearer outside of, you know, a colonized gender context. And um, so Lilith... Then Lilith refuses to submit sexually to Adam after God. God says, you know, go procreate, fill the land. And then, but Lilith refuses to submit. 
I feel like this is a really significant detail because Lilith in astrology is like the kind of like almost the subconscious of life. It's like the gravitational shadow of the moon. It's something that's really wild and unseen that's holding us together. Ooh. It's almost a like like the moon when it orbits the earth. It orbits like not in a perfect circle, but more like in an oval or an ellipsis. So there are two gravitational focal points inside. One is the earth and one is empty. And the empty focal gravitational focal point is Lilith in astrology. So like the unseen gravity that's holding the crazy chaotic embrace of the moon together because we look at the moon like it's really steady she waxes and wanes like regular all the time but it's really actually she wobbles a lot it's very very chaotic experience that we're having with her in the long run and lilith is the center of that it's kind of the subconscious of life people talk about it like it's like lust and sexuality but i really think about it it feels most important to talk about it in the context of this adam and eve story as like a line from a, a poem your children are not your children they are the sons and the daughters of life's longing for itself. I feel like that is like the subconscious of life. Like, like yes, you, yeah. We the kids don't belong to us. Kids are ancestors. Whoa. Kids. Wait, what's your Mercury placement? <laughs> it's conjunct my Moon and Lilith in Sagittarius. Okay, yes. cool. Just had to get some stats and figures because just well, like I'm in, I'm, I'm loving this. Uh, you know journey in this like story and history and then this poetic um understanding of it all is really cool i love it and it's also this i think that you're right that it is more than just sex and desire and and like quote Mm -hmm. unquote uh dark femininity or whatever you know whatever (laughs) thing you would read about it because it's like oh that like it's the other side but i do think you're right it's that unknown and i can totally see the parallel between um you know the agricultural things and all of that of i think this idea that you can kind of uh, know better than the cycles of life themselves Mm -hmm. and i think that also relates to these things about what what is astrology where it's like it's not we are not our job is not to circumvent life itself it's to just discuss about what these possible conditions are and then let that uh, so so that other thing can work on its own because we have no business in that other thing that other thing is something that you have to try to i mean it's like creativity itself or whatever which is you know you can't say i'm gonna be creative right now you you take care of yourself you get into a space where you're not thinking about it or whatever so you can channel it that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And and I think it's mm-hmm. these ideas of trying to channel things that loses that other thing. And it ultimately, it, it will revolt because it needs somewhere to go. And that's where we get, uh, you know, I think just revolt within yourself of like sadness mm-hmm. and, and longing mm-hmm. and emptiness, but also, you know, the earth itself, uh, you know, it's like, if you're, if we're not, listening to the those unknown cycles we're destroying resources the earth itself is going to revolt mm-hmm. 
I think, and I also think that like that is like literally the moral of the story because the the story of Adam and Eve ends with them being thrown out of the Garden of Eden, and like, what do you think the colonizers thought when they came to Turtle Island? And there's like, you know, elders have told me, you know, like you you can walk through a field of corn for three days, you could walk across a river because there were so many salmon in it during the spring run. You could you bison as far as the eye could see. Those things were were a process. They 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 are consequences of particular agricultural practices and 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 the reason why there was so much bounty was there was all these people over time all very distinct not not i'm not trying to say that indigenous people are pure they're human Mm -hmm. and they just had these practices which respect the earth Mm -hmm. so when the colonizers got here and they're used to being like oh horde land money resources all the time scarcity 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 and they're like is this the literal garden of eden mm-hmm. oh, on, on, only god could make this no human no human i refuse to admit that it's people who are not christian mm-hmm. could make them so beautiful Wow. But it's so interesting because, like, literally, I feel like the story of the Garden of Eden is is an ancient story of colonization that that has to do with, like, processes of, like, you know, Lilith gets banned into the forest. So, like, the will of life not allowed. Only patriarchy decides. Mm-hmm. You know, Eve, Adam is put to sleep and, and Eve is made out of his rib. Like, colonization <laughs> takes intensive experiences of rape. Mm-hmm. Intensive. Mm-hmm long-term processes of rape and this is like in the olden days they just had spears and shit you know <laughs> rape was the primary tool to get it done like yeah as adam is put to sleep like doing that for a long period of time is gonna fuck up your memory well, gonna, people, i think too the... and then women born in captivity basically mm-hmm. Eve, yeah the rib. I... it like makes sense in this in the story yeah, beat. and yeah. but I, I think too that some of those older you know um I, I'm not Native American, so I don't want to say it's like a Native American beliefs, but a lot of those older cultures like have more respect for women and obviously like moon cycle calendars and stuff, the old way of measuring time. Uh, I mean, we even like still call months because that is derived from the word moon, like literally. Mm-hmm. So like they're moon cycles, but now we have made them different. You know, we've changed it. Um and I think like that, even that is like an indication of like, oh, we're moving away from this way of like respecting women into something where it's like rape and pillage of the land, of the like of everything, not just the people, mm-hmm. animals, everything. Well, there's all the take, but what's the give? What are you giving? Like, what is what's the return? Mm-hmm. Because when you take it's it's take one, you know, take one, leave one is is usually like I think a decent uh, motto of life, and I think that is just pure colonizing is just take and no give what do you you gave maybe i guess you gave them like disease and yeah. uh, pain mm-hmm. and like well, not positive that. things but also i feel like it's another great thing this is something i read in um this is a book by robin wall kimmerer it's called uh, braiding sweetgrass and uh, she's a uh, potawatomi citizen so she's an indigenous botanist Ooh. and she wrote this beautiful it's like most beautiful book i must recommend to everyone everyone what's it called this. again braiding sweetgrass braiding sweetgrass so she talks about um you know that that little it's like a weed plantain mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah so it's just kind of around in all the grass so but what one of the original names for that 
plant is white man's foot because it follows mm. around white people. It's a it's a not a native plant. People, a lot of people, even you know, lots of people who've been here for a long time will be like, oh, maybe because this plant's been here for a while because it's integrated very well. And and I find it something very interesting about it. It's that like plantain, like that plant will cure anything. Like I don't know, like this last last summer, like I started, I was living on a farm for a little while and I just would drink plantain tea like on a campfire every morning oh and I felt like virile like I felt (laughs) healthy in a way that like literally just every time after I drink the cup but you know that's so interesting because we're you know white people were out here like our footprints are carrying simultaneously destruction (laughs) right and and this plant is following us around that will cure anything Mm-hmm. I think about that all the time. There is, there's a lot more of the conversation of Earth than I think maybe what we're hyper focused on on the internet right now. And um, yeah, there's we there's always there's always medicine right next to the cure. That's always been the way that plants work. Damn, That's dude. New will, the medicine will be right by, it. and I think I'm... about a lot with like accountability as the purest form of intimacy mm-hmm. and so like you know when you don't want to be when you're like feel guilty about something you don't want to talk you don't want to be intimate you don't want someone to know you want someone to be close because you feel guilty but what you actually need is to be talk really accountably about like damn i did this thing yo and i'm gonna be really tmi about it but like actually <laughs> the appropriate about it intimate about it like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna talk very intimately about this thing and that experience of accountability is like actually how we achieve intimacy so that like cure cure next to the the wound or poison I, I think mother nature has a lot of great erasers too you know things that we don't even take i mean i all we all take for granted that the plants you know, absorb our CO2 and all that stuff. But like, just like the other day, um, a friend of mine, cause I have like chronic bronchitis and, you know, with all this stuff going on, it's always like, if I can't breathe, I'm freaking out, you know? And a friend of mine like told me that one of my favorite foods is watermelon. I always have it in the house. I always eat it, especially like if I smoke weed or something and I feel for some reason it always makes me feel really good the next day and like someone told me it's good for asthma and I'm like oh it it looks like a lung like it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean like Whoa. even like and they say that about food like walnuts you know they look looks like a brain, like a brain. good for your brain kidney beans well bananas look like a Eggplants, anyone? <laughs> you want to manifest some dick? Eat some eggplant. <laughs> eggplant, I don't think it's that. It's like when it's cooked it's and mushy, it. it's super fiber. Yeah, that's true. It gets soft. <laughs> it gets soft easy. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing like super fibrous shit to yep. really, <laughs> really get your genitals going, huh? <laughs> well, on that note, I mean, Should do we, we have, yeah, I was like, do we have uh, contestants? I, I was going to say, I feel like I can talk to you forever, Mars. We, so we all have to come back and we'll. You'll absolutely have to come back. We'll we'll, yeah, take, we'll keep digging it in. I should have known with that Sag Moon that we, we could really go for it. So, yeah, we're going to play of two rounds, Mary Fuck Kill. Uh, have you heard of this game? I like to check in. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like to like to just gauge where we're at. So we have two rounds. Uh, these are people that share some of your sun, moon, and sun rising combo. So we're going to start with some Scorpio, sun, Sag, moon. Couldn't find any celebs with your big three matching. But sometimes the risings, you know, we don't always get the rising information. But some Scorpio, sun, Sag, moons we're going to play with are Mary Fuck Kill. Kelly Osborne. Also, you if you again, if you need to Google people, Google people. Kelly Osborne, okay. Anthony Kiedis, a lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Okay. And <laughs> Julia, we already know. And oh wait, <laughs> no, I'm about to complicate this. Podcast favorite Danny DeVito. <gasps> Not, didn't complicate it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm definitely gonna marry Danny. Like hard, oh, no. definitely gonna marry Danny. Like that's there's no way around it. Because <laughs> we would cuddle, you know. Yeah. Like want yeah. in the marriage. So he, who am I gonna cuddle fuck? ball for sure? Like therapeutic cuddle ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel like Anthony Kiedis might be a bit of a drooler. So this is like, man. Like I think he might be excitable. Uh-huh. Okay. You know what I mean, and excitable people sometimes can drool. In my experience, um, <laughs> Kelly Osbourne. So is that a killable offense? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, if I'm gonna be, if this is the person who I have sex with for the rest of time, like, yeah, I don't know about for the rest of time, but I've, I like I've, this rule. I like this rule. I like this new rule. I was done one time. I, no, okay. I was too. No, this is. <laughs> Wait, this is so wait, this is so interesting. I always thought of it for the rest of time too. And me and Mars are the same with time forward or backward. I always thought it was for the rest of time. Okay, okay. That's something. We're gonna have to study I up on this. I should have taken mushrooms before this. I know. <laughs> All right. So who are you? So, who so yeah, are you fucking, who are you killing? On mushrooms. Yeah, we'll do the next. Oh, one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Patreon, Patreon exclusive mushroom episode. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, what was the fuck kill? Really hard for me to decide. Like, I feel like Anthony Kiedis would be fun, but I don't want to kill a woman. I feel like that is my primary thing. Like, I would rather sex with Kelly Kelly Osbourne than kill a woman. So I that that is my answer. Okay, all right, right. that's kind of you. I usually always try to kill a man myself. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like be less of that. I'm deaf marrying DeVito as well. He, I met him. He's so nice. And he's just, he's really sweet to his son. And I, you know, that's it for me. God got me. Cancer moon. I'm in. Um, and I am going to have sex with Kelly Osborne as well, just because I really want to be a part of that family in some way. Mm. I don't know why there's something about <laughs> oh, I know them why. that really like, Wants me to suck. I think maybe it's the Osbornes. It's the Osbornes. Just wants me to go in there. I don't know. And then, yeah, I'm going to kill Anthony Kiedis and not really feel that bad about it because my college dorm neighbors used to play Red Hot Chili Peppers every morning at 7 in the morning. Mm. Yikes. I mean. I understand. The Osbornes make sense. Have you seen those couches on those shows? That's a great. They have, like, great real estate, great comfy merch. I, if this was Sharon, it would be a different story. But since it's <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> since it's Kelly, this is an easy one for me. I'm marrying Danny, obviously. I mean, you have to. And I'm, I am fucking Anthony Kiedis <laughs> one time for the rest of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I am fucking Anthony Kiedis. I mean, he's hot. Yeah, it's like I mean, that's he's funny. Yeah, I, I don't need to explain myself. If you know me, you know why. Okay, <laughs> he's then, hot, yeah. but sometimes I need something a little tender. Sure, like, that's why you have your husband, Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also. I have to ship. I have to ship Danny DeVito. I have to be a DeVito from here. Like, what a great person. Danny DeVito is like the marriaging type. I'm also gonna fuck Anthony Kiedis. I've seen the tube sock. I'm ready to play. Let's do it. If, except I would like to also fuck Kelly Osbourne, but it's just this is just how the cookies come. Sorry. Yeah, this. you got it. You know, someone, like, someone has to go. It's order of operation. Like a elimination process and it's just I I did see her getting a tarot reading one time in New Orleans. I've like walked by and I was like, Oh, that's Kelly Osbourne getting a tarot reading and then I continued on my way. Danny DeVito's I'm glad head. I'm fucking Kelly Osbourne now. <laughs> Danny DeVito's head the- is so large, you guys. Ooh. Hello? Oh, he would just lay right just here. just, like, such like, a, like, it's cute. It's <laughs> cute. I don't know how to explain and it. And loyal as fuck. Rhea Perlman so been wifed up for, like, yeah. centuries now. He is the Marian type. Um, A few other yeah. Scorpio Sun Sag moons to note are Rachel Dolezal and Megan Mullally. <laughs> did you just, did you just what? <laughs> you just associate with the Dolezal? I got... <laughs> Awesome. Hey, there's, there's you don't have to out. edit it out, but like, I had it. you know, literally, I was so I Airbnb to room in my apartment once, and someone put on the Dolezal Netflix, and I was like, hey. that Netflix doc was good. I don't like this. Really despise your whole existence, but I no, wish. No, she has con- bad, she it. has context. I will say that there is context to Rachel Dolezal's story. Uh, did she? Uh, just watch the documentary. You'll you'll know it. You'll learn it up. Um, like we can't. We can't. Or, we can't. or not. You know, so like you know what it is. You know the dole is all. You know the dole, You know that dole is all. Okay. All right. Scorpio sign <laughs> cap risings. I know I was gonna randomly pick the three today, so let's go with Drake and okay. Tara Reed. And I feel like we played with her before. Maybe we had mm-hmm. Scorpio sign cap rising and Tony Collette. I mean, Collette. I'll throw her in at any time because it's just obsessed. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. She's just starting Hereditary, uh, Muriel, Muriel's oh. Wedding. Oh, I got yeah. Tony Collette. Like, like Tony yes. Collette. Like she Tony was Collette. in the that like musical movie. Muriel's Wedding. The was one with like the the one the the girl from the my big fat greek wedding like made a movie about musicals i think was tony collette oh i believe oh was, it's yeah like, it's, it's that it's tony the, collette um oh my god what is that i'm just Tony collette there you go i'm pulling up her imdb i'm like me of the dollars <laughs> it's um so just okay. right here we have drake tony collette connie Harry. and carla definitely kill connie and carla it's connie and carla i love that movie i knew it was like two women's first names but i haven't okay. heard of this i'm gonna have to uh, tony collette's oh. imdb filmography is one i'm i'd be excited to go through yeah so tony collette who was the other one we Tara Tara Reed. Drake and Terry. she would happily kill drake yeah, yeah he's yeah. been a problematic yeah. king of, of uh, recent a fan of drake I think we're um, all gonna do the same. Oh, I don't thing, know. Right? I hate Tara Reed too, though. 
Yeah. I did. I have really liked Josie and the Pussycats, and that's this is like an old. This is like okay. I had a yeah. crush when I was fourteen, and yeah. We'll go I'm gonna that. say that this is a one-time one, just to make it easier for everybody. This is just a one-time fuck. Oh, we're you not don't have to fuck her life. in perpetuity. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I just don't like her because she was rude to my friend. That's the only reason why. Oh, oh make her make her pay. Yeah. <laughs> she like is rude to my friend at Comic-Con. Whoa. <laughs> take, take, it, take it out on her. <laughs> I mean, Paradise, though, that the, her travel show, and Josie and the Pussycats, she has a moment where she, her and Carson Daly are fighting, and they're like, She's like, I'm a Scorpio. And he's like, I'm a Cancer, which I think was their actual. Yeah, she's definitely a Scorpio. I think it was like the real <gasps> signs. Yeah, so there is a Zodiac moment in Josie. But oh, that's not. Oh that God. doesn't. Carson Daly would be a Cancer. Oh, I know. He, yeah, he is. I mean... Sorry, all Cancers. I know it's your birthday. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right. I love Cancers. So what's the verdict here? So it was. I think it was a kill Drake, I heard. Now oh, we're in between. I like Drake. Yeah, I mean. Death, I will marry Tony Collette and then Tara Reid will follow where she may. <laughs> follow where she may. I hope that's how people hit on me from now on. You know what? You can just follow where you may. Follow where they may. Yeah. <laughs> let me just let me land somewhere, huh? <laughs> Mars, thank you so very much. This was absolutely um beautiful and yeah. inspiring and so very nice. Uh it was so wonderful to meet you and share this with you. We'll absolutely have to have you back. Um, yeah, where can people you. find you on the internet? Or where would you like people to find you? What would you like people to to look for? What's so, your address? Plug yeah. yourself. <laughs> Where's your literal home? So, um. <laughs> so I live at 555. Okay. 666. Um, hell yeah. 666, hell yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I have a website, which is where I put a lot of my stuff on um I, I've been kind of going through some life stuff for the last couple of years I haven't released a lot of stuff but I'll be mostly releasing a lot of stuff on the YouTubes you can just go to my website so marszachbadiva.com which is not phonetically spelled whatsoever uh, we'll have the links we'll have the links, we'll have the links. <laughs> you can just go to the link on the website and uh, from there you can find everything else Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at whatsyoursignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign?